Hey, 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 you guys. Thank you all so much for being back on Black Canvas. We're, of course, in season eight, and we have an amazing guest here with us. We have Mr. Preston Gunderson. He is a dynamic vocalist and performer, and he has ability to captivate audiences, and his fan base in Minnesota is amazing, as well as, of course, here in Shreveport, Louisiana. I'm a huge fan. Gunderson has been a fixture in the Minneapolis um, music scene for 10 years. He started his career early at the age of 15, playing in bars in northern Minnesota, a place known as the Iron Range. He has since forged his songwriting and performances to captivate his audiences. His music has evolved through the years from his early pop sensibilities to a more introspective and thought-provoking songwriter. He has a simple way in which he brings hope even to the most heartbreaking songs. And I'm just so glad to have Mr. Preston here with us on Black Canvas. We thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. Well, yeah, I'm really excited about this. And I will tell y'all a little tidbit. Um, I had an amazing opportunity to listen to some new music, which we're gonna talk about at the end of this episode. But I promise you, you guys, if y'all want to hear not only an amazing vocalist, but just the instrumentals, the just everything about it, the song lyrics, I was enthralled. I was like, this is going to be an album that I'm going to have on repeat for sure. So Preston's on to some really good music for sure. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. I'm glad, I'm glad you, you were digging it. I was. And actually, we're going to talk about one song. Um, that I created a question in reference to, which is Broken Arrow. And it's actually one of the first songs on the, the album. And there was a lyric in it. Now tell me if I'm correct. I feel like I am your broken arrow. I always missing my mark. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. I'm always missing my mark. Yep. Okay. See, y'all, I, I told y'all I was really paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> so can you tell me what is one regret that you've had in your career that you've learned something from that you experienced? Yeah, I'm not one who's big on regrets, I suppose, but I've learned many humbling lessons as a musician. And I think uh, the the biggest thing that I've learned is that um, essentially uh, you're going to fail a lot. Um, oftentimes you're going to be told no. And so the one thing that's really kind of omnipotent the one thing that you really need above talent above skill above you know a good business savvy it's really just persistence uh being willing to fail over and over again um you know having that thick skin to be told uh that somebody doesn't like your art or that um, maybe it doesn't do anything for them or you know say getting rejected from a gig or whatever and through the years, you kind of develop um, this persistence and you have to be willing to kind of, um, as Conan O'Brien once said, ring your own bell. And so often what happens is you have to when you're starting out, because if you can't believe in yourself, no one else is going to believe in you. So you keep ringing that bell until people start to hear it and they start to really listen. And so I guess uh, in terms of regrets, sure, I probably have a few, but from those regrets, I've learned immensely and I wouldn't be the musician or the person I am today without them. So I can't really say that I'm uh, wishing I could go back and change anything. 
Thank you for sharing it that way. I feel like that's going to help a lot of listeners who are maybe starting in their career to hear you say it in that verbiage. Because I feel like for many people, they get caught into the what ifs. And I'll have another question for you toward the end that's going to be similar to that. But I wanted to kind of tell you a quote. If you remember, Albert um, Einstein actually talked about failure. He said, failure is success in progress. Mm -hmm. And I just believe in that as well. I feel like there's been many times that I've done stuff and I'm like, oh my goodness, I could have done that better. And then I go back and say, you know what? I'm still moving forward and I don't have to look backwards. And I always say even a slow step forward is still making progress toward a goal instead of telling yourself that it could have been so much better if, because we don't know the future. And sometimes if we get so wrapped into that, we lose sight of just being authentic and as a musician, sometimes the imperfection in those moments in your voice or that actually makes the songs better to right. me at least. It's that, it's that um, willingness to be vulnerable, especially with your art, because I think today in the world with music, especially, you know, there's this idea of perfectionism that's uh, throughout the industry, whether you're listening to you know, the radio or the top hits of today. And they are like essentially, you know, perfect. Uh, everything is computer, you know, melodyned, which is a form of auto-tune, things that are, you know, and don't get me wrong, there's a, a purpose to that. And there's a craft to that too, as audio engineers and mastering engineers and things of that nature. But, you know, for me personally, when I go to a concert or when I'm, um, listening to an artist, especially live, there's nothing more beautiful to me than somebody who can use their instrument and, you know, their voice and move an, an audience. And, you know, there's a lot of different things that people do now from like looping or playing with their band, but also having backing tracks. So they're playing to a click and there's all this other sound that's already pre-recorded that they're playing along with. And it's kind of like these industry things that so many bands do and it's socially acceptable and whatever. But I find myself constantly feeling like the natural organic kind of feel of like hearing somebody as perfectly imperfect as they are doing what they do best and feeling those emotions and like really kind of uh, sharing that connection with people and being vulnerable versus like pedestalize me. I'm so amazing. I'm, I'm great. You know what I mean? Like I, I would rather have somebody show me uh, the layers to who they are and the imperfections. Cause that's what makes you really unique uh, in my mind, at least, especially musically, but also, I mean, like in life, <laughs> we're all imperfect people. You know? <laughs> well, I, I believe in that statement. I, I can't tell you how many times Preston, especially in the beginning of black canvas, when I would listen back, I'm like, one minute I sound like Eddie Murphy, the next minute I sound like Prince, the next minute, I'm like, what was, and then one time I actually did an episode, and the guy and I both had a cold, and it, I don't know how we got through it, I sound like a frog was like tap dancing on my tongue, it, it was horrible, <laughs> so I don't go back and listen to that one too often, but I just remind myself of like, this show is about having a good time, and I don't want it to be something where so, so staccato or a certain way that people just forget how authentic you can make a show because that's why people want to be on. They want to feel like they are in your home or getting to know someone in a different light. And I feel like you're right. I've seen 
so many amazing performers live. And yeah. I think there's nothing more honest than a person standing in front of a mic or in front of a guitar and just playing or even singing a cappella, a specific song. And yeah. there's nothing but just the audience out there. When I was younger, of course, we used to have like the flickers, the, like, you know, what our, our lighters and doing stuff like that was the experience. Now people just hold their cell phones up or, right. yeah. or they're recording the whole while that they're not even enjoying the actual performance. So yeah, they're not, they're not present. They're not actually taking it in so much of it's yeah. Being put out into social media that half the time they forget that they're there, that they're present, that you're like in a moment, you know? And yeah, some of that's disheartening and some of that is, I mean, some of that's beautiful too in the aspect that we can share so much with each other, but I, I'm a, I don't know. Lately I've really tried to be intentional with my time and um, intentional with the people I'm with. And if I'm there with them, like putting my phone away, being present, if I'm at a concert, maybe, maybe snapping a photo and then putting it away just so I can be there in that moment. Because the truth is like so often if you think about it, like you're in a concert hall, maybe listening to some band you love with a ton of different strangers. Maybe it's you and a friend or a group that go, but you will never be in that moment again with those people, with that band. It's, it's a one-time thing. Like that moment won't happen again. And, you know, you can try to recreate different, you know, you could go see them again, but the audience will be different. Maybe the stage is different. Maybe uh, they have different musicians playing with them. And so you never know um, what's going on or what could happen if you're kind of like always plugged into your phone versus just sitting in the moment. You're right about that, Preston. And I think that goes back to, as you mentioned, social media plays a huge role in just how people are viewed now. And um, I actually talked to another guest about this recently, and we talked about TikTok. Nothing, of course, against TikTok, but just saying that you people have only a very limited window to get your attention, and you're seeing a lot more artists that are releasing singles instead of albums, mm-hmm. or releasing maybe a snippet, the best snippet of the song, or doing a dance challenge or something, you know, to get that attention. Now, unless you're an artist like Beyonce, you don't really need to do a music video. Like, you can sell millions and people are going to support but if you're not on that level it's almost people using different gimmicks and different things to try to be seen instead of actually being themselves and so one thing I love about just artists like you is that the voice speaks for itself and then the fans are going to follow if they love good music but if it's all about just doing stuff for shock value that's not really being an artist that's being I like to call it just being an entertainer itself without actually having artistry, if you know what right. I'm saying. Yeah, I, I totally can relate. And, you know, it's interesting you bring up TikTok. And I agree, like, nothing against TikTok. It's done a lot of wonders for independent artists and helped discover a lot of people. But in some ways, it is like this short attention span kind of thing where you have to capture um, listeners in such a limited amount of time and you know don't get me wrong it's always good to be blown away by something but I think about all the art that's missed like the the quality art that if you listen to a song generally you know there's a reason and a craft behind how the song is made maybe it isn't about necessarily just wowing you with a 
quick 30 minute or 30 second blurb, but it's really about telling the story or it's about finding space versus filling the space. And uh, I don't know, like I have like conflicting ideas about TikTok and reels and things like that because of the potential like missed opportunity. Um, And then I also think the side effect is then especially with young people, they're going to think like, oh, this isn't good because it's not big on TikTok or, oh, this, uh, you know, doesn't capture my attention. And so what it really does is like, are we just trying to, you know, capture attention, uh, you know, like the attention of a goldfish or are we, are we trying to share art that's meaningful and lasts forever versus like something that's going to kind of just be a trend or, something that's a passing thought. And, and I don't know. Um, I'm sure people who have been very successful on TikTok would say the opposite. Um, they'd probably say it's a great gateway and a great way to connect with thousands and thousands, if not millions of people. And um, how that algorithm works is potentially pretty incredible. And having a few friends that have done well on it um, in their own respects, like I think that's really great. And the question I then come back to is like, how do you want to be known as a musician? Um, and for me, I guess it would be great to go viral on TikTok with my song or something or a performance. But it's it's also like I, I want to be known as a musician outright that works hard, that plays a lot of gigs, that's constantly trying to get better and grow and and share connection with people, you know? I 100% agree with you, Preston. It reminds me of, when I was younger, I know you will know this group, Millie Vanilli. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's similar to that for me. And so that I don't ever want to be like a one-stop shop in a certain extent and also just not growing as an individual. Of course, it was it was a shocking thing when we found out, oh, they actually weren't the ones singing these songs. But, right. yeah. <laughs> but it was it goes back to the image. It was what was being portrayed, it was what people wanted to buy. And I feel like what time the trends are going to come back and they're going to fall apart and start again. That's just a part of just music, fashion, you know, design, film, everything goes through cycles. And I think Preston, like I said, as long as you're being yourself, like you said, and you're putting out good music, the right people are going to support for sure. And especially since COVID, you know, everyone has had to be more creative about how they market themselves and what they do. Totally. Totally. So I got another fun question for you. Uh, the first part of it is we're going to talk about face yourself, then the world. Yeah. So do you, do you remember that day you realized that you wanted to become a recording artist and who has been one of your biggest supporters? Yeah, uh, great question. I think it was really early on for me. Um, so to answer the second part of that, which will make sense for the first part of that question, my my mom is uh, a musician and was a musician um, back in the seventies and eighties and toured all over the country with her band. And um, so she's always been a hero to me and always been a huge influence. And we've always shared a special connection because um, when I was young, my first, uh, I guess, piano recital, vocal recital uh, was at my mom's recital. Cause she has taught for, um, dang like 40 40 years now and um 
when I was a kid, <laughs> I w went on stage and I was about three and a half years old. And uh, at the time, 101 Dalmatians was a, a big movie. And so I sang Cruella de Vil, which uh, at the time I had a speech impediment. I couldn't really say my R's or my L's. So it was like Coewa, Coewa de Vil. And uh, as uh, I was performing, it's it's one of like my earliest memories. Um, I just remember so many people smiling and kind of giggling and enjoying themselves. And then um, when I was all done, everyone clapping and 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 really feeling that that joy and that laughter and that I don't know. I felt so connected, and immediately that was like wow. I knew right then that I was like, I want to do music. And obviously there were many other instances as I was growing up and getting older where I connected to music on such a deep level that um, I couldn't imagine myself doing anything else. And so my mom was a great, uh, I guess, uh, a great kind of, example for me to follow and she was always a huge supporter of me wanting to do music and uh, my dad too but uh, my mom especially because we had that 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 connection and uh, that's still something very special to this day and my mom and I actually uh, will play songs together sometimes and if she's ever at one of my shows sometimes I'll have her come up on stage and it's a really special bond. I love to hear that. I know your mom will be so proud of not only the progress you've made as an artist, but just you sharing your heart with so many of your fans. And I think that's a huge step to have that support from your mom, but also someone who knows that journey, what it took for you to get to where you are now. So I really enjoy hearing that story. And I'm very close to my mom too. So I just love to hear people talk about their relationships with their parents that when it's a strong relationship. Yeah. Mama's boys unite. Woo. There we go. That's a new song. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I got a fun question for you. So the next one is tired eyes. So what has been the longest time you spent writing lyrics to a song? Ooh, what is the longest time? You know, I, I think sometimes for me, the the songs that come out the quickest sometimes feel the most natural and feel the most um, organic. And sometimes they'll feel like they hit closest to home. But there are other songs that you, you start working on and there's an idea. And sometimes that takes some time to flesh out and it takes some, um, some time to just kind of sit on it to sleep on it to think on it and so I've definitely had ideas that I've held on to for a long time and maybe had like a a hook or a chorus and I'm like oh this is great but for some reason couldn't write a verse to save my life and you know that can be defeating too and so I'm kind of I, I don't know I'm kind of a big believer that sometimes you just have to write and write and even if it's like crappy like you have to write that crappy song to get to that good one. And, you know, you don't always have to share every song you write. You don't have to think that every song is going to be a number one hit, but ultimately in some way you're trying to say something. And if you get that out, 
you can look at that and be like, wow, that's not very good. However, you might be able to suddenly look at it in a different light and say, wow, that's actually, that idea is there. That, that phrase is good. Or, you know, I love that rhyme scheme and I kind of love musically how that fits together. And so sometimes it's about just like a puzzle piece to maybe the next song you're going to write that means uh, something to you or that you think is actually uh, going to stand alone or make it on the album or what have you. But uh, I think it's a process. And so I don't know if I have a, an exact number of like the longest time I've ever kind of held on to a song or revised it or went through multiple uh, iterations, but for the most part, I think it's all about that process anyways, whether it flies right off the tongue or whether you are actively working on a song day in, day out. But yeah, I think it's, for me, it's just mostly a process. I think you answered that perfectly. See, I was trying to trip him up. You guys see if he's going to give me a number. He's like, nah, I <laughs> caught on to that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Preston, I will tell you one thing about me with that. It reminds me of when I started writing poetry again, because I hadn't written poetry since my grandfather had passed. And so in 2020, when I was thinking about starting this show, I said, you know what, I want to get back into. And there were so many things going on around the world at that time with COVID and, you know, Black Lives Matter and just so many stories that were being told in different ways and people who wanted to express themselves. And as a counselor, my whole thing is to be inclusive and to share positivity and try to come to resolutions that are helpful for each individual party that's involved. And so I wanted to figure out what is a way that I can be able to talk about issues in a positive way and be able to, to encourage people to kind of look outside of themselves and do more introspective work at times and then be able to do more um, extroverted activities out there when we talk about um, intrinsic and extrinsic motivators to help get us to a different state. And so for me, I was like, you know what, let me think of a, a fun title. And so I started looking at like different African names, which I thought would be a really great way of kind of connecting to my roots and my experience and then use the word gift behind each book. And so I wrote a um, trilogy of, of poetry, which had different titles with the word gift at the end and just letting people know this was a gift that I've chosen to receive, but also it's a gift that I can give to others. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was a great experience. And then I started realizing how much I missed writing it. And since then I've written so many now poetry books, it's been like, whoa, where did this come from? I didn't even know I had this level of writing in me because I'm used to writing other books. And so I was like, oh, this is cool. And I've gotten such great feedback. And so that reminded me of what you said with songwriting is that sometimes you have to just kind of just put it out there. Um, even if, yeah, I can't tell you, there was a lot of them. I'm like, what were you writing? Like, it wasn't even making sense. Um, mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh, well, that wasn't meant for this. That was actually meant for something else. And then when I actually switched it to a new book, I was like, oh, that wasn't for this one. That was meant to show a different message and yeah. so sometimes you, you'll have that it'll be a word or a statement or situation or something you're going through and you just have to write it or have to talk about it or maybe record it on your phone and then later on when you go back and you're able to look at it from a different perspective it's like oh now I get why I did it this way or right maybe maybe that's meant for someone else and you you can write the song for someone else to sing and it it actually fits what they need versus 
what you thought you were going to portray for yourself. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. Sometimes it's like, you have to, you know, remove the cork essentially. Right. So like sometimes, you know, you get like writer's block and I think sometimes in order to, to free that cork, if I use that analogy, like sometimes you just have to be willing to write the things that maybe aren't uh, what you think is up to your standard or whatever, but eventually it helps uh, make things flow a little bit more. Absolutely. And it kind of goes into my next question I have for you, because I want to play a fun game. So I've actually started doing this recently on this podcast, and I'm actually going to do it on my new podcast, um, Embracing Your Love Marks. We're going to do a fun word association game. And so I'm going to actually give you a word, and I want you to tell me who actually embodies this word or if it's someone that you admire, either a family member, friend, or if it's a musician, or whoever it is that embodies the word, I want you just to give me your first response. Okay, sure. Let's try it. All right. So let's go to the word powerful. Who has been a powerful person in your life? Um, oof. Somebody who's been powerful, I would say... Um, I'd say my brother. I'll give my brother a shout out. It's his birthday today, so I'll give him a, a, a shout out. He's he's overcome a lot of different uh, adversity, and he's my older brother, so he's always kind of you know been more powerful than me when we were growing up. And so <laughs> uh, you know, uh, in many ways, he's been through a lot and continues to to grind and just find success and in his uh, uh in his career and things of that nature so it's kind of i would say him i'm gonna give him a shout out on his birthday well happy birthday what's his name his name's phil phil all right so phil happy birthday to you and my fellow october <laughs> birthday yeah. friend I'm, I'm at the end of the, this month my brother and i both in october so i have a lot of friends in october so phil you're one of our friends here on the show and maybe we can dedicate this episode to him there it is. Happy birthday, Phil. <laughs> there we go. All right, Phil. <laughs> okay, my next word I have for you is joyful. Who brings joy in my life? Oh, man, there's a lot of really wonderful people in my life that are exude joy. I'll I'll, I'll go with my mom on this one. She uh, She's uh, uh, extrovert to say it lightly and, uh, just always bubbly and always in good spirits. She's really knows how to kind of brighten up a room and bring people together. And yeah, she's always been that way. So I'm gonna go with my mom. It's a family affair. There we go. So now we're going to make you really think now I want you to think of an artist. The word sure. is bold. An artist who is bold. Oh, so many. And I'm going to go maybe a little outside the box here, but I think this is a a bold move. I'm going to go with John Mayer and his ability to consistently kind of change his sound um, from his records early on. You know, the pop hits like Body is a Wonderland into – the blues trio with Steve Jordan and Pino Palladino and these incredible blues uh, songs to the Americana folk records that he's put out to now even doing like eighties kind of 
ballady tunes on his sob rock record to also all the collaborative works he's done with people like Frank Ocean and uh, he's just kind of he's he's bold in doing so many different things and trying so many things playing with the Grateful Dead um it it just shows his musicianship and his artistry to kind of be able to bounce around and even do things like Chappelle show and um he he's he's bold in that aspect of just his abilities are kind of incredible that allow him to do so many things so Preston you're not telling me that you're not a John Mayer fan I think you're definitely a huge fan uh yeah I mean I'm definitely a fan I he uh his music is definitely um impacted the way I look at music how I write music and I think he's probably influenced a lot of you know young guitar players around my age and um he'll continue to do so because of his ability. I mean, it's, it's pretty, pretty incredible. It is. And you know, one of your songs actually um, that you recorded on the album reminded me of one of his songs. And so that's why I wanted to give you a compliment. Um, You remember the song he did with Katy Perry, who you love? Oh yeah. Yeah. When I was listening to your songs, I was thinking of that song. I was like, Oh my God, this reminds me because that was a song I really enjoyed. And it was like seeing a new side to her at that time. And just, I know they were in a relationship at that time also, but it was just a great song. It, it It's easy listening for me. And I was like, oh, wow. Like you can just close your eyes and feel like you were there. And I just remember that video too. And I was like, oh my God, this is cool. <laughs> Thanks, man. That, well, that means a lot. Yeah, I wanted to tell you that. But since you brought John Mayer's name up, I'm like, I'm going to tell you on the podcast. I was going to tell you outside <laughs> of it, but we definitely have to shout him out. I love him. He's an amazing artist, but a human being as well, from what I've heard. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely cleaned up his act. I think he was a little bit rough around the edges early on and said some pretty terrible things. But I think as human beings, like I said earlier, people aren't perfect and people make mistakes and you know, people will hold judgments or whatever, but in recent years, I think he's really made amends to better himself. And that's all we can do as people is try to be better than the person we were yesterday. Absolutely. Well, you definitely wouldn't want to be a fly in the wall with me when I was younger. So I definitely have evolved myself. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go to another word. Let's go to hopeful. Who would you say is hopeful in your life? Um someone who brings hope um let's see here that's a tough one i might have to might have to come back to that one hope who's somebody who is hopeful let's let's pass on that one let's come back to that one i'll i'll put it in my in my uh, brain here and i'll think about it for a second okay so let's go to one i know you're going to have an answer to for this one iconic oh um yeah who's iconic i mean beyonce um no question (laughs) uh, no question i mean just an incredibly powerful artist iconic to say the least and you know coming from minneapolis obviously like my first thought is to say prince um but i was thinking more kind of just modern right now it's like Beyonce is unbelievable she could you know drop a record tomorrow and probably go platinum and 
she's got such a devout fan base and her music is incredible and she's incredible and her journey is incredible. Um, so if I'm talking about modern day icons, uh, she is absolutely up there. Absolutely. And the beehive will sting anyone. If you go after them, I'm like, okay, you better be definitely careful with Beyonce's fans and Beyonce's amazing. Another iconic artist I want to mention, like Rihanna, because I know that she's going to be actually uh, performing on halftime this year yeah. for the Super Bowl. That's another person who has kind of started from, you know, beginning in her career with Rock Nation and, and being with Jay-Z, you know, getting her start there. And then now, you know, being an entrepreneur with Fendi Beauty and doing so many great things, even starting, I mean, how iconic can you be? that you have your own fashion show and you have all these things like people know Rihanna for not only music and people are still waiting for that album. Like, when is it coming? When is it coming? And that people are still interested enough to wait. That just, that's an icon to me. And I mean, Cher is another one. I just saw a video of her the other day walking, I think they said on fashion show or something. And I was like, wow, she looks amazing, you know, and at her age that she's still able to draw that type of attention i feel like that's icon status to me at least yeah and i mean i was even thinking uh more recently i would even go out there and say that up and coming into that realm is like the the billy eilish uh gal and the way that she's attracting young people and her fandom as well and you could even say somebody like taylor swift where it's like so many people connect to their sound and to their music and to their message and to who they are it's 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 almost like insane to me uh, to have that level of success and that level of um people that honestly love you and and your art it's it's really amazing honestly <laughs> for sure and two more artists i just want to briefly talk about is lizzo who is definitely iconic I yeah mean, minneapolis baby there we go i love some lizzo like it's just something about what she stands for and how she's able to tell people that you don't have to like what i'm doing but i'm still gonna do it anyway and i just i love her being an unapologetic person in outside of the stage and on stage it's just that's who lizzo is you can tell she's not putting it on for for tv and then another person sam smith i think they have done amazing things in their career and just seeing, you know, that type of voice. I mean, Sam Smith's voice is just something that, you know, is Sam Smith. Like there's no question. It's like when you hear Luther, when you hear Stevie Wonder, when you hear Vanita yeah. Baker, you just know certain artists. I don't have to flip and say, Oh, I don't know who that is. Like he's not, I mean, they're not, excuse me, I had to correct myself or not, you know, looking at it in that way. And so I'm just very enthralled in, in voices. Like, that's why I said I love your voice, because I feel like lyrics are great, you know, music is great, but people can feel your soul when they're hearing your, your voice. It's um, very similar to like uh, Faith Hill, um, Celine Dion. Those are some iconic voices. I remember growing up and listening to people like that and I was like wow like my heart will go on is still a song that you can listen to it at any time and you just know how hard they had to be for her to record it but just how many people were touched by that song it's just you know it's just stuff like that I remember growing up and I'm like wow I'm just so grateful my family allowed me to listen to everything from Kurt Cobain 
to corn to all of all American rejects. Right. To, you know, going from that type of music to listening to gospel music, um, where I love like people like Yolanda Adams, you know, Fred Hammond, hearing that growing up and then going all the way to the Rat Pack, you know, and just hearing people like Tony Bennett as well. And and just um, Nat King Cole, Natalie King Cole, Natalie Cole, you know, just people who just had great voices and messages. And I just, I love all types of music, but that's just something I'm, that makes this show interesting. Because um, one person asked me like, why did you have that type of guest on? I'm like, because they're great human being first. And secondly, I love all types of music. Right on. So, <laughs> right why not have them on the show? I just, I love just that experience for sure. Absolutely. I'm, I'm with you on that. I like, I like everything. I'm, I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty open in the music realm. So I'm, he's trying to get past that hopeful one, you guys, but I'm circling back. I remember we used the word hopeful. So yep. we're going to go back to Preston on that one. <laughs> so did you come up with, with a person that you think, and it can be someone who has hope or maybe someone who is hopeful or gives you hope. Maybe that make it a little easier. Oh yeah, maybe somebody that that gives me hope. Um, I would say, uh, I mean, I, I'll throw out uh, one of my buddies, Austin Plain. Uh, he's uh, a songwriter down in Nashville and uh, Minnesota, Minnesota guy. But um, he he's somebody that like I look up to in some ways. Of he's somebody that absolutely goes for what they they want what their vision is and we uh, actually wrote a song together on the album called run rabbit run and he's just somebody who is unapologetically himself and it it like brings me hope that like in so many ways what he does represents artistry in so many ways to me i just respect him so much and it gives me hope that like there are so you know hopefully other people like him out there creating art and being so true to themselves and not always necessarily sitting there thinking about, Oh, you know, writing the song that's going to make gazillion dollars or whatever, but more so just staying true to like your form and who you are and what you have to say. And so I guess in some ways that brings me hope um, knowing I have amazing friends like him that are continuously like making records and doing um, really great work, incredible songwriters, like uh, also my other buddy, David Ramirez from Austin, Texas. I mean, that guy, in terms of bringing hope, it's like his music has completely um, shaped, you know, a lot of my life the last few years. And uh, he's incredibly gracious and nice dude. And we've become pretty good friends over the last couple of years. And so there's two people that I think bring me hope and they might not be the most hopeful themselves. I'm not sure if they if they would agree with that, but I think that they they bring hope to many people with their with their music. I love to hear that, and just having creative people around you. But yeah, Run Rabbit Run was just it's a really good song. I didn't know. Well, I at least now know one of the writers. <laughs> there you go. That's right. That is awesome. Yeah, and we're gonna definitely plug this this music at the end, you guys. So y'all wondering what we're talking about. We're going to talk about that in a few minutes. So, Preston, you did really good on that game, Word Association, right? I, I tried. I, I, I Sorry, I had to go backwards. I had to go back to, to Hopeful, but hey, we got there. You did great. I mean, you didn't expect us to go that far into I think you did an amazing job. 
Thank you. <laughs> so now this is a real fun question. I've never asked anyone this question before. So you're actually the first person to get a question similar to this. So if you could create a style of music using part of your name, what would you call it? And so I have an example, like a fun one. I'll okay. say Preston Pop. Snow <laughs> <laughs> Pop. Um, that's a good question. I think I would call it uh, Gundy. <laughs> I love that. Maybe like G-U-N-D-I-E, Gundy. G-U-N-D-Y. And what kind of music is it? I don't know, but it's Gundy. <laughs> Oh man, that just made me laugh. It was just yeah. <laughs> when you said that, it reminds me of Gumby when I yeah. was, and so that's when my mind went immediately to that because I just remember that show growing up and just laughing at it. So, so we have <laughs> I, that is just so funny, <laughs> Gundy. And now on the number one chart list under Gundy, we have <laughs> X, Y, and Z artists. Yeah. And next on the stage, we have Crocodile Gundy. <laughs> yeah, Crocodile Gundy. That's not life. That's a knife. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! You don't even want to hear my Australian accent. They, they, people think, like, is he drunk? No, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> like, it, it is not good. Uh, <laughs> but I think that would be fun. I, I thought of another fun one, like, Gunder Soul. Like, oh. Like, so that's another fun one I think would be a cool one. So we have Gundy doing Gundersoul music. Gundersoul. I like that. Maybe that'll be the new name of my uh, new band. Band of One with Gundersoul. <laughs> Man, that is cool. So tell me about if you could give your younger self one piece of advice, what would you say to young Preston? Um. Keep going. Um, I would say keep going. It's, you know, one foot in front of the other. It's lessons that you learn. Some are harder than others, but ultimately um, keep going. Believe in what you're doing. Believe that what you have to say matters and believe that your art can bring people together, whether it feels like it is at times uh, or if it feels like it isn't. Uh, at the end of the day, you're you're doing this because you love it and um just keep going persistence baby i love that you said that as well persistence is one thing that is important in this industry and it reminds me of actually one of your songs carry the weight because mm -hmm. i feel like there's a lot of weight that we all carry and um, everyone knows one of my favorite quotes that I like to use all the time. So anyone who's listening, they know this one. I use it pretty often. But I always say, if you carry the bricks from your past, you build the same house. And mm -hmm. you can still create a foundation that's positive. It doesn't have to mean a negative. But if you carry resentments and pain and frustration and you don't start learning to forgive yourself and then being able to learn to work through those, those issues, it will impact you in a holistic route and in and, and, and just that way if you're not able to take care of you and so I love to say as a musician as an artist like you have to know what, what you stand for you have to also know what you're presenting to the world but also just not giving up on your on your dream because your dream can become your own reality and so the great thing about musicians now like you said 
the accessibility is there. Like it's more important for you to be yourself and authentic, but you have the ability to release in a drop of a hat. But if you want to release quality work and stuff that means the most to you, then just be aware of what you want out there in this world. And like I said, there's always a consumer and there's room at the table for all of us to still succeed um, in this industry, no matter if it's podcasting, music, writing, acting, you know, being an entrepreneur, there's room at the table for all of us. And, you know, I, I think jealousy plays a huge role in a lot of careers because people are envious of others and, and not just staying their own lane. And so for me, I'm always about uplifting people and supporting people in what they want to do in their careers because that's the way I've grown in life. And I feel like that's the way many of us need to start to look at life is, you know, we have to be here one for another because we never know who we're going to need um, in any facet of our lives. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's totally true. And so often I think people think of it, any industry as like a pie. And like, if somebody's eating that pie, that means there's less pie for you. But I don't, I don't think that's the case, especially in music. There's so much that you can listen to. And I, I actually think that it's a bummer that so many people kind of lock into just like top 40 and they don't really even explore like their local scene. And so often there's incredible art being made in every major city across this country. And um, if you're willing to like go out of your way and listen and support up and coming bands, it's like every big band starts as a little band somewhere. And if you're willing to kind of dive in and listen to local acts, you never know who the next Lizzo is. Cause I mean, I remember her performing here in Minneapolis to small crowds. And now, I mean, like you said, iconic, um, it can happen. And it's just really a matter of support and luck and authenticity and being who you are as an artist. But, you know, there is a little bit of that, uh, that, that luck element too, but I'm a big believer that, luck is essentially just kind of hard work and eventually, you know, make, making the most of it, capitalizing on that hard work. Absolutely. And if we use the word luck and actually broke it down, I'm going to try to do it off the top of my head. So I think the L could stand for like loyalty, loyalty to yourself and to others. The U can stand for being unique. I feel like you have to be a unique individual in this industry the C can maybe mean creative or collaborative because you have to be able to work one with another, especially with other writers, um, producers, um, but also being willing to take on different creative, you know, outlets. And, and when you're doing creative directing for, for a video or on stage, that's a huge part. And I think the K can stand for being kind. I feel like we have to have a certain level of kindness for ourselves and others. Um, and I think that those might be, you know, some pillars for people to get to that next level in their career. Totally. Yeah. Kindness. Yeah. I mean, kindness goes a long way. Um, and it, it's, it doesn't have to be loud and it doesn't have to be over the top, but man, little acts of kindness can really go a long way. Absolutely. Preston, I've had an amazing time with you. I only have two more questions. I'm going to combine these last two. So the first part of that is, can you tell our listeners where can they find you online? And the second part of that question is where you can get the chance to tell us about your music. Can you tell us what's next for you? That way we know what to look for coming up. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you can find and stay connected with me. Uh, my website's PrestonGunderson.com. Um, we'll have a new merch store up shortly, and you can 
check out some of the merch that's in there. Also um, has links to the pre-save for my new album, which comes out on Friday. Um, also, if you're in the Minneapolis area, there is a CD release show at the Southern Theater on Saturday, which is uh, something I'm so excited about. We'll be playing that new record I just mentioned. Uh, the record is called Fall. And uh, what a great time for it as we are in the fall seasons up here in northern uh, the northern states and well everywhere, I guess. But we really have that season, uh, the leaves changing and that season shift for sure. Um, otherwise, you can find me on Instagram. That's usually where I'm at most of the time for social media, Facebook uh, and Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you stream your music. I hope that you'll listen uh, and share with your, your circle, your friends. Um, it, it means a lot to me when people go out of their way, uh, just like you, Jerry, to talk to me and be curious. And I, I think if people are curious, they'll, they'll find a lot of really unique, beautiful things out there. So I hope that, uh, you can check out those things and thanks for listening. And thanks for having me on the show. Anytime. And Preston, I would love for you to come back in the future if you want to perform any of those songs. And you know my favorite song. We've already talked about it. But if if you're open to definitely coming back and performing any of the music on Space Between, or if you choose that you want to be a part of my third podcast, which is I'm co-hosting with Dorian. Um, It's called Embracing Your Love Marks. And it's more talking about self-help, self-love, finding ourselves through experiences. I would love to have you back. I think you've made this hour such a fun time for me. I've learned a lot about you and I'm just wanting you to to win and be successful. And whatever I can do to continue to support you in that journey and to share and stream, I will definitely, of course, be one of the first streamers on Friday again to, to get those numbers up the best I can. But your music is top notch. The production value is one of the best, I do, and I mean that, it's one of the best albums as far as production and lyrics and music and transitions. And I mean, it was really great. Like, I didn't want to stop listening to it because it was that really good. So y'all, please go out there and support him in his career because he deserves that. And I just want you to know you're on the, the right page and you're doing the right thing. Thank you. I appreciate that very much. It means a lot. No problem. And let's remember, you guys, to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. All right, Preston, well, you have a great rest of your afternoon, and we'll talk soon. Thanks, Gerald. All right, bye. Bye Bye-bye. Oh, 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 oh.